I can only speak from what I know, and what I know is that when half of your makeup vanishes from the earth, it's freaking weird. You know when parents say that when their child walks out the door, it's like their heart is walking outside of their body? When your parent dies, it feels like half of you just vanished along with them. That's the best way I can explain it. Therein lies the void that everyone talks about. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Calm Collective podcast, Soulful. I am Cassandra. Thank you so much for being here today. I am so grateful, especially because today I'm going to talk about something that's a little sad. It's a little hard to talk about, but you all know how much I love crushing anything that feels taboo. So I want to talk about the subject of grief, which is something that I touch on often. I've talked about it here on the podcast. I talk about it on the blog pretty frequently, and I talk about it most over on my Instagram account. But I wanted to talk about what my dad, what his death ended up teaching me about living. And if I'm being fully honest, I didn't come to the conclusion of all of the lessons that I learned through his death until recently. So a little backstory, um, I've pretty much always been familiar with death. Since I was young, I've endured loss and was really familiar with the loss of those who passed before I was born. I would hear my mom speak of her late brother-in-law and her five-year-old niece. And then when I was seven, I lost my uncle, my mom's brother, followed by my great-grandfather, and then my great-grandmother, who we had a close relationship with. Then would come my my great-aunt Kay. Um, My sister would lose her childhood friend. I would lose two friends in high school. My parents would lose two friends of their own. I mean, you get the idea. A lot of loss. My point is that it isn't unfamiliar territory to me. I'm actually incredibly grateful that my family is so open about the topic because for my entire life, for me, it's never been taboo. And I think that's so incredibly powerful and important. And I think that's probably why it feels so natural for me to talk about it. It's a part of life. Um, But here's the thing. In full transparency, nothing prepares you for the loss or the grief that comes from losing a parent, especially at a younger age. I thankfully can't speak on losing a sibling or a child. I can only speak from what I know, and what I know is that when half of your makeup vanishes from the earth, it's freaking weird. You know when parents say that when their child walks out the door, it's like their heart is walking outside of their body. When your parent dies, it feels like half of you just vanished along with them. That's the best way I can explain it. Therein lies the void that everyone talks about. We just came up on five years since my dad had passed, and I try to picture what I was doing 
in the moment while we were at my parents' house in Florida during the week where this all started, which was December 11th, and then he passed on December 17th. I constantly rack my brain around, what was I wearing? What was I doing? Trying to like make these memories, each memory, so permanent in my brain. I picture my dad in his hospice bed in the living room overlooking the pool and the outdoors, which was his favorite. Jasper laying across his legs. My dad was still awake and blinking. I remember him having tears streaming down his face from time to time. We were constantly reading to him, keeping up with his morphine drip. Everyone was at least 10 pounds lighter from the stress and lack of sleep as our main priority was obviously being able to keep him out of pain, which was a challenge. So I think I think for me during this really grueling time that will always that will always replay itself year after year after year, I've come to accept that because because of what we went through and because I physically was sitting next to my dad and holding my dad's hand as he passed, um, I've come to terms that I probably do have some PTSD. And so does my mother and so do my sisters. And it's something that I will probably have to work through for the rest of my life but I also hold this so close. I hold it almost as like as an honor that he felt held enough to let go in that moment. So while it will haunt me and leave me feeling privileged all at the same time, I I'm learning little by little to find all of the peace that I can in that truth. So On the fifth year of my dad's passing, I thought that I would share some of the, some of the lessons that have come forward in losing my dad. So the first thing that I've learned through this is that we are all souls, not bodies. I sort of always hoped that this were true, that we weren't actually our bodies, but until I watched my dad pass away, I wasn't fully convinced. The the transition that happens, the serious disappearance of a human life, their energy, their personality, their presence, how powerful of a shift it is from full to empty, it just can't be explained another way. His soul had left his body and What was left was nothing but a recognizable shell. The other lesson is that what we say matters. Now that he's gone, the things that linger are sayings that he would repeat like, think big, be big, and I love you so, or I love you more than me, or something I've talked about before where during his chemo and his years of pain, he would always say pain is relative as his means to say like, you can relate to me more than you think. You know, your pain is relative. And my personal favorite 
everyone is the most important person in someone's life and they deserve to be treated that way. What you say matters. People will remember. I know there's that saying of people might not remember what you said, but they'll remember how you made them feel. That is true in some circumstances. That is true. But I firmly believe that those who leave an impact, you remember word for word. You archive it. Some of us, like myself, even get it tattooed on your arm. I have Love You So um, tattooed in my dad's handwriting on my arm. Um, The next thing that my dad taught me is that love is the most powerful tool that we have. Um, When my dad was diagnosed and we were getting the scoop on how chemotherapy and radiation would work, I remember the nurses always saying to us that love and laughter were going to be the best medicine for my dad. And I thought it was like a little hokey when you hear it, especially when you're kind of in like a state of shock and panic. But I think we can all agree that a heavy dose of both of those things can feed the soul with some really good stuff. And as he got treatment for the next three, three and a half years of his life, this could not have been more accurate. My dad was a super rare case and they would always tell us he's thriving because of the amount of love he has in his life. And my dad used to actually refer to all of us as his army of angels, which I love. Um, I also can't help but think back to when my dad was starting to transition. My oldest sister had to get my nephews back to Chicago for their finals. So my nephews had said their goodbyes and Shannon told him that she would be right back. Um, That she was leaving Florida but that she would be getting on a plane the next day. And he held on until she came back, and he passed away very shortly thereafter. And I like to think that he wasn't going to leave without all of us, every single one of us, under the same roof with him together. And to me, that is the definition of love. The other thing is that you can't buy time, but you can add value. Since my dad died at a fairly young age at 63, it's incredible to think what he created and the mark and the impact that he left in that short amount of time. I mean, he had four girls. He married his best friend. He was a golden glove boxer and an alternate for the Olympics. He was stationed in Germany for the army. He and my mom built a super successful business out of thin air He knew every single one of his employees' names, all 200-plus of them, and their kids and their grandkids. He supported everyone in his life without hesitation, and he gave the most incredible impromptu toasts whenever he felt inspired, which was often. I loved this trait of his so much, and he wasn't here nearly long enough, but the legacy that he left behind was invaluable. One of his former employees, I remember, um, came up to me after my dad's memorial service, and he introduced himself to me. He was crying, and he said, I I remember him saying, I have daughters back at home, and I just want to say that I hope my girls love me as much as you love him. I can't wait 
I remember him saying, I can't wait to go home and be a better father. The way that my dad lived his life added immense value to his children's lives, which led to this man wanting to go home and add more value to his children's lives. And it just goes full circle from there. The last lesson that I've taken note of is that life is truly all about connection. At the end of the day, what it comes down to is human connection and relationships. And the one thing that we have with others, and especially the one that we have with ourselves, what we are projecting into the world, I know for me personally, ever since my dad passed away, I've been on this mission to lessen the grip on taboo subjects that hinder people from ever being able to fully heal their own wounds and their pain. So the only way to do that is to be able to connect to the raw human experience. And if that takes me having to feel uncomfortable sometimes and share certain stories and tribulations that I've been through, by all means, I'm going to do it because by connecting, we are relating. And we and when we relate, I truly believe that we remind each other again and again and again that we are not in any of this alone. And how comforting is that?